Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Life 101 with me, your host, Jay Jones Sr., coming to you from the beautiful Studios 1911. Good morning. It's July 13th, 2020. And how's everybody doing this morning? I'd like to remind you, anytime you have any kind of thoughtful thoughts or comments or criticisms, you can reach me on my Facebook page at Mr. J. Look for the red 1970 classic Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible. Once you see that, then you know you've got me. And I welcome your responses. Once again, welcome to Life 101, a show where we try to talk about things that'll get you through your everyday life. How's everybody? I hope everybody had a good weekend. I hope everybody survived the weekend. Uh, let's get into it. You know, uh, I was thinking last week, I went, on, I went off about how young kids are getting shot and killed, getting caught in the crossfire. And I'm still a little angry about that because you still find people who are just shooting and just shooting at random. And like I said before, they usually don't hit their intended target. Uh, Ricky Smiley's daughter is in the hospital now because she got caught in a crossfire in Houston, Texas. People, 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 we got to wake up. We got to stop this unnecessary violence. We got to stop killing each other. You know what I'm saying? You know, we can't be talking about Black Lives Matter when we're killing each other ourselves. But you know, I got a solution to that. Everybody's going crazy talking about defunding the police and all of that, when in essence, all they're going to do is cut a little money towards the police department. I'm not saying to just turn every inner city into a lawless cavern or anything like that, but we got to find programs that are effective, that'll keep children off the streets and keep, keep, keep police from having to be as overworked as they are. And one thing, and I discussed this with my fiance D, you know, if people had decent jobs, if people, people excuse me, if people had jobs where they were making a, a, a good living wage, where they could take care of themselves and their families, it wouldn't be a lot of problems out here because you know something, when you gotta get up and take your rump to work, you know, you ain't thinking about being out in these streets acting foolish. You know, when, when you got a job that's got benefits and you can take care of yourself and your family, the last thing you thinking about doing is being out in the streets late at night, you thinking, well, I gotta get my rump home because I gotta get up and go hit it in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And we need to off, open up some of these YMCAs that, and YWCAs that we're turning around and closing. Children need to have an alternative. They need an outlet. They need some place where they can go and feel safe and feel okay to be themselves. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say that they get into gangs and whatnot because they ain't got no family and they feel like they ain't got nothing to do at home, and we got to stem that tide, y'all. We got to stem that tide. We gotta really, really make a conscious effort. And you young folks, too, look at here. Ain't no, ain't no shame in, in working at McDonald's or Taco Bell or things like that. You gotta start somewhere. 
And you know, if, if that one job ain't paying you enough money, get a second job. Do what you have to do to keep yourself off them streets. Because see, believe it or not, one way or another, you're going to work. Because if you get in Mr. Charlie's prison sit system, you're going to be working for next to nothing. So you might as well be working on the outside and got a little freedom along the way. You know, find other things to do. You know, channel that energy. Take some classes. Take a job training course. It's plenty to do out here. You know what I'm saying? Ganging up and, and, and all of that and, and wanting to be a hootlum, that's the easy way out. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I'm 57 years old, and I do not know many retired hootlums, many retired thugs. You know, the o only place I know is that they, they have a perfect senior home. It's called the prison system. And do, is that where you want to spend your life? Come on now. I had a friend uh, tell me once he wrote his cousin and was telling his cousin about, you know, the, the, the trials and tribulations of his life. And his cousin wrote him back and said, man, I wish I had your problems. You know what I'm saying? It always, the grass looks greener on the other side. You know, the TV makes being a hootlum and, and being a thug and a gangster, it makes all that crap look glamorous. But at the end of the day, it's not. You know, I've always told my son, I say, on TV, man, when that judge sentences you to life in prison, the director says, cut. But see, it's not that way once you go downtown to the county to the real deal. You know, when you shooting at people, you know, drive-bys and whatnot on TV, after that, the director says, cut. And they take all the exploding stuff off and everything else, and they go home. But it's not that way in real life. It's not that way. And come on, people, we got to wake up. We got to wake up. I know it sounds like a broken record, and but I'm going to keep on saying it until it sticks. Brothers, raise your children. Sisters, raise your children. Stop worrying about being in the club, popping your fingers and shaking that A-double-S. Stop worrying about hanging on the corner with, with your boys and being hard. Because you know what? You hard when you done paid the rent and the mortgage. You hard when you done paid the car note and you done paid the bills. You know what I'm saying? You hard when you done went to the grocery store and that Frigidaire is full. You hard when you done paid the light bill, gas bill, water bill, cable bill, and then you done still broke your significant other off and like, here, baby, that's when you hard. Walking around looking like you got to go to the bathroom and can't find one and because you got a pistol in your belt, that don't make you hard. That makes you a clone. You just like everybody else. And at the end of the day, that don't mean nothing because just like you strapped, Somebody else strapped, you know? And at the end of the day, y'all be killing each other over the most stupidest of stuff. Stuff that you could walk away from. We don't need that, y'all. We don't need that. Serious business. Wake up, people. Stop all this craziness. Stop the madness. Stop giving these ignorant people fuel for their fire. Stop giving them a reason to, to think that we a joke. We gotta stop all of that. 
Seriously. You know, I grew up in the 60s. And back then, we was, the, we was at the, the height of the civil rights era. And, and we were faced with the aftermath of losing Dr. King and Bobby Kennedy, you know what I'm saying, and Malcolm X. But back then, people were tight. People looked out for each other. Come on, we got to get back to that, y'all. We got to get back to that. You know, not to go off script, but the other day, I came off my clutch too fast and my car stalled out on me. And I saw something that really reaffirmed my faith in human nature. Me and my kids, we counted the number of cars that stopped to ask us if we were okay. And we counted at least 10 people. And you know, it warmed my heart to, to be able to let my children see that there are decent people out here. We gotta get back to that. We really do, because at the end of the day, y'all, it's all about love. Seriously, it is all about love and, and loving each other. Because there's this one lady that was on Facebook, and she said it. It's not about the black race, the white race, the blue race. It's about the human race. You know what I'm saying? We are all people. We are all children of God. And we got to start loving on each other and, and doing how the Lord wanted us to do. Because this ain't what's happening. And in case y'all haven't noticed, there's a pandemic going around that's taking people all the way out of here. Now, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. You know what I'm saying? Because that pandemic ain't going to do no lockup. And it's still killing people. And check it, y'all. Wear your mask, wash your hands, do the social distancing. Because guess what? Six feet apart is a hell of a lot better than six feet under. You know what I'm saying? Because people are getting this, and every day there are newfound symptoms that people don't know about. So we got to, you, come on, y'all. We got, we got to educate ourselves. We got to stay ready because this pandemic is no joke. This pandemic is no joke, y'all. Seriously, you know, we, we, we got to look out for one another. We got to make sure we clean and whatnot. Make it do what it do. I know it's an inconvenience and all of that, but I would rather quarantine and just go out when I need to go out than have to be in the hospital and check it, y'all. Hospitals are full, almost full to capacity. They almost, they running over, y'all. So we got to, you know, we got to do, we got a drastic times call for drastic measures. You know what I'm saying? We got to quarantine. We got to, you know, keep our hands clean. We got to wear masks when we out in public because it's surprising to me. I still see a lot of people out here that's not wearing their mask. And that's sad. You know what I'm saying? You may not care, but you could be making somebody else sick or you could be getting yourself sick. Look at all those people in Texas, in Florida, in Oklahoma, who were out and about, you know, and not social distancing. And now it spikes again. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 it's... It's rising in all those cities. 
So, and the only reason that's happening is because we chose not to do what was right and what was prudent. We gotta, we gotta always look out for us, y'all. Human nature, you got to look out for you and yours. You know what I'm saying? I make sure my children, when they leave the house, they have their mask. When they come back in, they wash their hands. We gotta do what we gotta do to stay alive, y'all. Self-preservation, baby, is rule number one. Serious business, self-preservation, you know? And just like I said, people, stop killing each other. Love on each other. Because the one beautiful thing that has come out of the death of Brother George Floyd, Sister Brianna Taylor, Philando Castro, excuse me if I mispronounced his name, I didn't mean to do that, but the beautiful thing that has come out of this is that people can't hide no more. It's out here in the open and people can see for themselves. So check it. We got people of all colors, races, creeds, marching together for a common good. So that's a cool thing, y'all. Don't make people's efforts in vain because you want to be hard, because you want some street creed, because you want to be bad. Like I said earlier, my definition of bad is a bad that'll allow you to live a longer life. You know what I'm saying? Because believe it or not, when you got things to do, you don't worry about other unnecessary BS. That's just really, really, really how it is. You know what I'm saying? I got too much business of my own to be worried about somebody else's. <laughs> That's real talk. That's real talk. Growing up, I used to always hear my mother say, Clean up your own house before you try to clean up minds. And what that meant was mind your own business. And a lot of people are dead. A lot of people are in jail and in hospitals because they didn't follow that tenet. Mind your own business. That's all you got to do. Now, sure enough, sometimes you just get caught on a humble. But what you got to do is, is take the precautions to make sure that you're not caught in a crossfire and caught up on something on a humble because people, life is precious and we got to learn to live this life. We've got to learn to enjoy this life because we only get one shot at this, y'all. We only get one shot at this. And one thing that we have to do, and people think I'm crazy for saying it, but we got to put God back into our life too. You know what I'm saying? You got to put God back into your life because I'm thankful every day that when my children leave this house, when my fiance leaves, when I leave, I'm thankful that we always leave and we make it back. You know what I'm saying? And with God in your life, that's, that's, that's that ace in the hole. That's that ace up your sleeve. You know what I'm saying? Because the good Lord going to make sure you are right. But you got to believe. You know what I'm saying? You got, you, gotta, you, got, you got to sit down with your family. Go to church. Watch it online. Pray together. You know, that's why a lot of this is happening. This is God's way of trying to get our attention. It's, and, and, and believe me, he got mine. Because every day you turn on the TV, that death rate is just climbing, 
climbing, climbing, climbing, and climbing. And yo, this is serious business. This is serious business. Y'all got to forgive me. I know I'm all over the place today, but some days I just want to just talk to y'all and just give it to you just how I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying? And right about now, people, we just got to check ourselves. We, we, we just got to just rip, do, do what's important. I don't want my, kid, my son or my daughter looking at me and, and, and thinking to be out here fighting and carrying on. I don't want them to see that that's the life that they should live. I want nothing but, but blue skies, fair winds, and following seas for my children. Unfortunately, it's not going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have bumps in the road. But see, as a parent, people, it's your job to help them get around the bumps in the road. It's your job to try to help them, you know, navigate. And that's what we've got away from. That is what we got away from. I remember growing up, I used to think my mother was just being the worst person in the world because she didn't like make us let us do a lot of things we wanted to do. And she made us go to church. You know what I'm saying? She made us go to church on a serious, serious regular. But at the end of the day, what I learned from her and what I learned in church has gotten me to almost 57 years old because she kept me out of trouble. Really, she did, you know? And see, I had the type of mother that getting caught by the police, that, that, that was the easy part. The hard part was gonna be when, when my mother got there. Cause see, I had one of them old school mothers, and I'm sure a lot of you know about it, that didn't wait to get you home. <laughs> you, got, you got a little something, something right there. You know, I was more afraid of my mother than I was of getting in trouble. And you know what? That's the way it should be, people. That's the way it should be. Like I said, it gets back to one of my points earlier. Raise your children. Teach your children. Because guess what? If you don't raise your children, teach your children, and whoop your children, guess what's happened? The streets is going to whoop them. The police going to whoop them. And they ain't going to do it with love. Because as you see already, y'all see how the police whoop you. And it's not to say that all police officers are like that. Because I've had the pleasure of working uh, with a, several off-duty cops back on when I was working my other part-time job. And some of them were the most decent, down-to-earth people. You know, and every bunch, you're going to have some bad apples. But you just can't let them bad apples spoil the whole barrel. And if you bad, if, if you handling your business and you're not proper with it, then you need to be exposed. You need to be fired the whole nine yards. Because guess what? Excuse me. At the end of the day, would you want somebody roughing up your child, killing your child, killing your, your son, your daughter, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? And we got to, we got to, come on, y'all. We have to do what's right. Really, though, we have to do what's right. There's a wrong way and a right way. That's all there is to it. Ain't, ain't no in-between. Either you do it right or you don't do it at all. 
serious business. And I cannot stress enough, brothers, be there, set an example, set an example. You know what I'm saying? My friend told me something the other day and it just blew my mind. He told me, he said, man, your son came and told me a long time ago, my dad, that's my hero. And that's real, that's real. Have your kids looking up to you, not LeBron James, not Drew Brees, not Baker Mayfield. Make your children look up to you. Because I, I really see now, as a parent, my late mother worked miracles. And I don't know how she did it and made it look easy in the process. But for the last, you know, ten, uh, seven of the last 10 years, I was raising my children by myself. And I got mad respect for parents that take the time to raise their children. I got mad respect for parents whose priority is to raise their kids. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have to be the villain. You have to tell them not only no, but hell no. Sometimes you gotta tell them, get over there and sit your ass down. But at the end of the day, that's what's gonna keep them straight and that's what's gonna keep them out of trouble. You know, lots of times, you know, we couldn't go places. And my mother's favorite thing to tell us was, I don't know nothing about them people you trying to go hang out with. I don't know the number of times she may have saved me from calamities. But now I understand, because I get a vibe as a parent myself. And I'll tell my children, no, I don't think you should be doing that. No, 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 no. You know, so we gotta, we gotta do what we gotta do. And, you know, I came across a quote on Facebook from a Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. And I quote, we're the only people on the entire planet who have been taught to sing and praise our demeanment. I'm a bitch, I'm a hoe, I'm a gangster, I'm a thug, I'm a dog. If you train people to demean and degrade themselves, you can oppress them forever. You can even program them to kill themselves and they won't even understand what happened. And suffice to say, people, I think that's real. That is real. You know, I was on the, uh, my good friend John Robert Dusenberry's podcast a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I, I mentioned that. I said when Robert Johnson sold BET to Time Warner, they sold it to, he, I mean, they, they gave him a lot of money, but they got to control the image of black that they wanted the world to see. And this is true. This, this gangster rap, this, 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 this thug culture, you know, it is doing just that. The more ignorant, the more ghetto-fying, the more vilifying it is to our brothers and sisters of color, the more it gets radio play, gets video play and airplay. You know what I'm saying? And we gotta stop all of that, you know, Rap is a creative outlet for a lot of youngsters. But check it out, young people. When, when rap first started out, it was about having a good time at the party. It was about having a good time hanging out with your, with your peeps. 
It wasn't about calling women the B word, the H word. It wasn't about talking about shooting somebody and all of that. All it was talking about was having fun. And we got to get back to that because, you know, check it, y'all youngsters. This stuff y'all listening to today, when you get my age and you, and, and you, get, and you got responsibility and life under your belt, you're going to be looking back saying, wow, did I used to groove off of that? You know, did, did I pick my woman up calling her a bee or a hoe? Come on, y'all. And there's other alternatives, people. I mean, one of the best bands ever, Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know why I love them so much? Because 50 years later, I can still play their music, and it's still talking about love. It's talking about living together as one. It's talking about harmony. You know what I'm saying? Because, see, good music has no color. Good music breaks down barriers. You know what I'm saying? You, I, I went to a Whispers concert, and I saw my white brothers and sisters there with me, too. You know what I'm saying? I go to, go to uh, Night Town and hear Hub's groove, and I see my, brother, my white brothers and sisters and my Asian brothers and sisters. Because, see, good music bridges that gap. Good music brings us together. Good music gives us talking points. You know what I'm saying? All this hootlum and I'm bad and I'm tough and I'm this, that, and the third, that don't mean nothing. Because like I told my son and my daughter, if a lot of those lyricists did all those things that they talk about doing in that studio, it's only two places they're going to wind up. That's dead in jail and that's the real y'all you know what i'm saying sit back and put on a little david sanborn every once in a while and just be like wow put on a little michael franks a little ronnie laws you know what i'm saying a little confunction or a little cameo at the end of the day all they was ever talking about was grooving loving life loving and making love that's what it's about it's enough drama in the streets already, y'all, without us adding to it. You know what I'm saying? Lots of times people will hear me playing my old school, and they'll be like, I grew up here and my parents listened to that. And I tell them how you think you got here. But not only that, what you don't understand, this is how your parents coped when they got home. This is, this is how they were able to recharge their batteries. You know what I'm saying? Because they was listening to some uplifting stuff. You know, not, I'm going to get my gat and I'm going to shoot you and all that. So they was listening to some sounds of blackness. They was listening to some BB and CC whinings. You know what I'm saying? The whinings. You know, because we, we get our spiritual on as well as our secular groove. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it takes to calm your mind. You know? See all that, I'm a hoe and, and I'm tough and I'm hard. No, because guess what? You ain't got to put that crap to music. <laughs> if you all of that, it will show. My daddy always told me, he said, Jay, if you everything that you think you are and you being true to it, you don't have to say a word. Other people will tell you. And you know what? That's the real. That is, y'all. That is the truth. If you're handling your business and carrying yourself, 
You don't have to advertise. You don't have to advertise. And I like nothing more when I'm rolling and kicking my old school, some Marvin Gaye, some inner city blues, you know what I'm saying, or some what's going on. And young heads roll up next to me and be like, oh, you bumping over there old school? Yeah, and I tell them, listen to the lyrics. This is back when you had to have talent. See, it seems like to me today, and this is just my opinion, mind you, but the more ignorant you are, the more that you're debasing yourself, your people, as a culture, the more it's liked. And just some things I'm just not going to do for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? I want to be somebody uplifting. And I do. It is, my, it is my fervent hope and prayer that when you listen to these podcasts that I do, that you're getting something out of it. You're getting something that you can take and, and, and help you through your day. You know what I'm saying? If I can just touch one person, then I'll, I'll have felt like I've done my job. But seriously, y'all, we, it's just be there for each other. Encourage each other. Have each other's back. Do you know the only reason I ever even went to broadcasting school and I'm doing this now is because my lovely fiance kept me encouraged. You can do this. You can do this. And guess what? I am so glad that this is not a regret. That I did not, re that, excuse me, that I get to the end of my life and regret not ever trying. Because guess what? Even if you fall flat on your face, get up off your rump and try. Make your life something different. Do you know it is so easy to be like everybody else? It really is. You know what I'm saying? Dare to be different. Dare to have the stones to say, no, I ain't with that, y'all. I'm out. See ya. You know what I'm saying? Dare to say, no, 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 that's not me. I ran into a friend a few years back, and uh, he was trying to get me to come in with him on this little, little thing he was doing. And I said, no, nah, man, I don't do that. And you know, he looked at me. He said, you know, I forgot you was a straight-ass arrow. And you know what? I wasn't the least bit offended. As a matter of fact, I was honored that you knew me 40 years ago, and, and 40 years later, I'm still the same way. And that's so cool to me. Dare to be different. Be yourself. I remember as a 13-year-old impressionable, I asked my father, I said, Dad, how do you be cool? He looked at me, he said, Jay, just be yourself. And that's real. That is real. Because see, when you being you, either folks gonna roll with you or they not. But see, when you perpetrating and faking the funk and lying about everything, you're going to have to keep lying. You're going to have to keep perpetrating. You're going to have to keep faking the funk. You're going to have to remember every piece of B BS that you didn't ever shot at somebody. And between you and me, that's too much work. That's too much work. And another thing, y'all, stop worrying about whether or not people accept you. 
Because at the end of the day, you got to like you. And if you don't like you, it don't matter how many people in the street like you. You understand me? Learn to love yourself. Learn to say, it's okay if I got to stand alone. Learn to do that. I am about to marry a very wonderful woman. And it is because I chose to be alone as, a, as opposed to lowering my standards, trying to conform to what's really happening out here in the streets. And I am so glad I stood my ground and stuck to my principles because what I, what I wanted came right along. And I have not looked look back ever since we've been together. And that's a beautiful thing. Sometimes you may feel like you're running in place, like you're struggling in quicksand, but guess what? Hold your course. Stay true to you, for real, for real. Stay true to you and who you are and what you want. And guess what? You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Because, see, when you work hard to get to something and to achieve something, that's what makes the success that much sweeter. Because you knew the work. You knew the sacrifice that went into getting what you want. And ain't nothing like it, y'all. Ain't nothing like it. One more again, I will say this. This COVID-19 is serious stuff, y'all. It's serious stuff. Wear your mask. Keep your hands clean. Limit contact with people. Do the social distancing thing. Do what you got to do to stay alive. Seriously. Don't listen to that junk coming from that idiot in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And I must admit, I very rarely talk about a person's intellectual capacity, but I don't see how this man could be running the, the country. And on that note, we're going to talk about your president, Donald, Don Corleone Trump. Because, <laughs> I mean, watching him in office is like watching a cheap remake of The Godfather. You know what I'm saying? His conciliary, our Attorney General Bill Barr, who's supposed to be working for us, the people of the United States, he acts like he is the president's personal lawyer. He interfered in the Michael Flynn situation. He has replaced district attorneys in every district who aren't favorable to President Trump, i.e. in Washington, D.C. He replaced the district attorney in the Southern District of New York. He has replaced a district attorney and in the Eastern District of New York. He has replaced a district attorney. Come on, y'all. The handwriting is on the wall. And we're not even going to talk about how he uh, commuted Roger Stone's sentence. And the only reason he did it was because, dude, Roger Stone put it out there. I didn't turn on the president. I mean, this is getting to be more and more like a cheap remake of The Godfather. It really is. Because it's like, if he don't like you, 
if you don't lick his boots, you understand, it's, uh, you, you are enemy. You know, never mind that we're up to over 135,000 deaths from this COVID virus that he chose to ignore for over a month while he still went golfing and going to campaign rallies so he could feed his narcissistic ego. What has he done for this country except give, uh, give tax cuts to his rich corporate friends and gone to play golf at establishments that he owns that just put money in the coffers for him, compliments of you and me, John Q. Taxpayer. You know what I'm saying? You've tried to build a wall. You have divided this country. You are the, he is the most divisive, excuse me, divisive president I've ever seen in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen my share of presidents. He has at no point throughout all of this that's going on now with, with Brother George Floyd and the protests that came out of that, at no time have I ever heard this man, and I use the term very loosely, say anything about unity or talking about love. All this, all this person talks about is wanting to save Confederate statues and keep the names of Confederates on bases and whatnot. Uh, excuse me, don't you know that these people created acts of treason against the country by going to war against the country? And all for the, uh, for the right to have slaves to say you own people? Come on. We're almost in a depression. Thanks to you and because of your ineptitude, because you chose to dismantle an office that President Obama had in place to fight this very coronavirus that we're dealing with now and let you tell it you didn't know anything about it. And let's not even begin to talk about how he is uh, Vladimir Putin's puppet. This man will not say anything disparaging about Putin. He capitulates to him whenever they're together. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 like, it's like he got something on him. It's like he got something on him. Like he got him in, I don't know what he caught him doing. But whatever it is, he, he puts on a skirt when it comes to Putin. I mean, that's the, that's the only way I can put it. Serious business, that's the only way I can put it. Here, American servicemen have lost their lives based on a bounty. And the only response that you choose to offer is that you were never briefed? Come on, I, that, that's, that is so ludicrous. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was in the Navy. Every day before noon, we had to brief the captain on what was going on on the ship every day without fail. So I know, <clears throat> excuse me, that that's a load of crap he's talking, not being briefed. But then again, 
when you've gotten five deferments and daddy buys your way out of being drafted, you don't have a clue about the military. You know what I'm saying? You don't have a clue about the military, but you so quick to want to use them. Like when you gassed and pepper sprayed innocent people simply because you wanted to have a photo op. And it looked like when you were holding that Bible like you were scared of it. You know what I'm saying? But people still want to follow him. He has not drained the swamp. As a matter of fact, he has built a redwood deck and put in chairs and given Russia their own, their own personal seat on the deck around the swamp. Come on, people. If the, if the last three months have not shown you how inept and ineffective Donald John Trump is as a president, then you don't want to see it. But to the people who have seen it and who have reached this same conclusion that I have, register. Make sure you're registered to vote. Register your children. Sit down, have discussions. Talk about it. Talk about it. And if nothing else, read a paper and spend an hour watching the news. That will, that will tell you that we need to vote. And not just getting rid of President Trump. We got to get rid of Mitch McConnell, Susan Collins, Lindsey Graham, and every one of those other Republican eunuchs who didn't have the, the backbone to speak up and speak out about what your president is doing because they did not want to wind up on his Twitter feed. Come on now, get rid of them. In November, I want us to be able to tell your president, you're fired. <clears throat> and all his ilk, I want to be able to tell them too, you're fired. And you know how you do that, people? Go vote. You may not think your vote matters, but it does. Go and vote. If you don't vote, you don't count. If you don't vote, then why in the hell are you giving your opinion, especially when you didn't go and vote? Because if we get four more years of Donald Trump, we might as well start learning to speak Russian. Serious business. And one other question, and I have to say I borrowed this from the late President Ronald Reagan when he was uh, debating Jimmy Carter. I must ask you this now. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? Seriously, are you better off now than you were four years ago? <clears throat> I want to thank each and every one of you that have taken time to listen to me stress my opinion. If you have any questions, comments, or criticisms, please, <coughs> excuse me, please, Contact me on my Facebook page, Mr. J. Look for the classic red 1970 Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible. When you see it, 
You'll see me and I'll have a hat on. That's Mr. J. I welcome your thoughts. And as always, before I leave, shout out to Bishop Eric Kincaid Clark and his lovely First Lady, Pastor Lenore Marie Clark of the Body of a Christ Assembly. <clears throat> Much love to Bishop Jack Spencer, Pastor Emeritus, and his wife, Missionary Rachel Spencer of the Pilgrim Temple of God, and his new pastor, Elder Daniel Spencer and First Lady Miss Jasmine Spencer. To you all, I say much love. Thanks, because lots of times you guys are the inspiration, <coughs> excuse me, for a lot of these podcasts. Shout out goes out to Reverend Rena Baker. Lady love, thank you for your words of encouragement. And Pastor Gloria Cheney of the Church of the Master. Much love to you all. And I would be remiss. If I didn't say a much love to my future mother-in-law, Mrs. Rebecca Hogue, 86 years old and going on 25. I hope to God I can have your zest for life when he allows me to reach that age. To my two children, <coughs> Jay Jones II and Natalia Desiree, like I always say, daddy is living his dream. And if you work hard, you can live yours too. I love you. And to Miss D. Williams, who's about to be Mrs. Jones, baby girl, it goes without saying, I'm here right now living my dream because you cared enough to believe in me and my dream. And I'll always love you. Much love to you, baby. And much love to you one and all. I'll see y'all in two weeks. Love you. And peace, and God be with you. Take care. <clears throat>